and or good afternoon, no matter where you are located, all about this wonderful world of ours. I am beating my chest because Dustin has given me this incredible intro that just kind of just gets me pumped. I was a little been on vacation this week, so a little uh, little uh, sleepy actually when I got here today. I apologize, but uh, been down in Myrtle Beach here on vacation with some friends, having a great time. And uh, so came in a little tired today. So that gets me going, Dustin. I appreciate that. Uh, feel good. Feel good. Um, you're on listening to the John Banks Show, bringing man out of the cave. We're here to take you wading into the shallow crevices of the male psyche. You notice I did not say deep. I said shallow. That's who we are. <laughs> we are very... Very, very shallow people. Anyway, I am John Banks. I'm not a doctor, a therapist, or a counselor. I am a man. And that's what we're here to talk about today. I'm very pleased to be joined uh, with one of my regular partners, Kay Van Hoosen, creator of Hear Women Talk Network. How are you, Kay? Doing great, John. And a very special guest, a friend of uh, Kay's and, and someone who I'm excited to have with us today, Tiffany Nixon. How are you today, Tiffany? I'm great, John. Thank you for having me. Well, lo- lovely to have you here. I, I do want to uh, bring up something, uh, share something with you about a person who's a regular part of our show, and that is uh, Gina Tamarca, who can't be with us today. She's out doing things. She let us know last week. But I did want to tell you, um, Gina had uh, a group of us out uh, to her place this week, um, actually on Saturday night, uh, Uptown Myrtle Beach, where they do the Carolina Improv and Carolina Improv Group. Let me tell you, if you ever make a trip to the beach area, um, lovely Myrtle Beach, please, please make plans to go out to see Carolina Improv. We had a blast. I, I didn't know if I could pull my wife out of there. It was uh, a really good time. And I don't know if any of you ladies have had a chance to take in the show. Uh, not only have I taken in the show, but I was also in Gina's Improv 101 class, and well, it was torture. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I tell you, I, I want to take the class, and uh, being being from the Columbia, South Carolina area, it's going to be a little more difficult. But I'm going to find a way in that because I, I just uh, really love Gina and what she does, and I, it, it looked like a lot of fun. And um, anyway, so if you're ever in town, you got to you got to make that trip. Right. Make that trip. It's got to be a lot of fun. Um, a lot of things we're going to talk about today, and I want to throw out, first off, as we're getting going, uh, the question of the day. Mm-hmm. And this is a very simple question, but I think it's very important in listening to, uh, again, friends and people I was around this weekend and all. I think this is a good one, and I'd like to have your suggestions on this because I think people do it in very different ways, and sometimes we lose the ability or we lose the passion to do it at all. What do you do? to make sure that you're your spouse's biggest cheerleader? And you can answer that in a couple of ways. Um, we're able to contact us over the telephone <laughs> at 646-652-2071. Wow, that's a tough question, John. Well, this is what we call in the radio biz a settler. I'm selling in with some other information to let you all think about that because I'm going to hit you right back with it in just a second. So as they're settling, as we say, um, you can listen live on the telephone, which is fantastic if you're driving around the road and you've got an earpiece. Uh, please do it hands-free. Again, telephone number 642-646-652-2071. You can call in or listen to us. And another great way to, to get with us is to chat on our chat, live online chat at hearwomentalk.com. Click on the radio chat tab and sign in or sign up. And I want to give a shout out to Major Tom, Ms. Margarita, and Paula, our friends who are 
with us right now. Well, they're chatting with us and uh, would love to have their input on <laughs> our question of the day. And as we go back to the question of the day, as, as we have a, a new victim in the room, uh, <laughs> Tiffany, because Tiffany, I found out in the few moments we've had to speak, is engaged. Yes. That means that's the first step before walking down the aisle. And um, Tiffany, what do you do to make sure you're your spouse's biggest cheerleader? When he does something that I think he did a great job at, I always am sure to comment on it. I don't just disregard that he's done something, even if it's a minor thing. I like to always say, hey, I recognize that you did that, and that was a great job. I think, uh, well, I think that's great. I think, and, and really, if you look at life, it's, it's more of the small things. And I think that uh, we sometimes lose our appreciation, especially the longer you're in a relationship like that. I think we, these things become kind of a, uh, kind of, you know, kind of a, an, uh, we seem it's assumed. Um, you know, let me, let me ask Kay, what do you do to make sure you are your spouse's, the wonderful Jeff Gilder, friend of mine, <laughs> comrade in arms, biggest cheerleader? Well, I am his biggest cheerleader, and I am his biggest fan. And, um, you know, it's, it's easy when you're in a relationship for a long time. You th we take people for granted. And the people who we love the most oftentimes are the people who we are not the nicest to because we're with them a long time, and we start taking them for granted. So I usually try to... Uh, just stop and say, honey, I love you so much. Have I told you lately how great you are? And I'm so proud of you, and I'm so proud of everything you're doing. And, you know, and like Tiffany said, when he does something really special and really wonderful, which he does all the time, by the way, I really like to praise him and, and praise him in front of other people, too, and embarrass him a little bit with it, too. <laughs> I, I, I like the praising in front of others. I think that's outstanding. I think that shows that you're not shy to let people know what you think and, and to be able to help uh, in that way. And, you know, the, a big part of relationships is, is, is keeping things positive. And I kind of want to talk about that today in, in one of our topics. But we're actually going to take a step backwards into last week. Again, our question of the week, what do you do to make sure you are your spouse's biggest cheerleader? And we'd love to have some unique uh, comments from some of our, well, our a, callers. Go I ahead. have a question okay. for you, John. Yes, I mean, since this show is titled Bringing Man Out of the Cave, um, what's up with, I think women are usually much more forthcoming with compliments than our men. So what's up with that? I would like to know the answer to that. Well, I think that, uh, again, we, we go back to the, the stoic idea that men are emotionally stoic for the most part. And I think uh, as, as buddies are, are go when you're, when you're hanging out with the guys, uh, compliments are often very backhanded and meant with a bit of a laugh and stuff like that. So, so we don't get into that, that, that loving thank you as, as often as we should. And I think we should. I think it's very important. I think the um, positive part of relationship, and that's recognizing your spouse as far as their work, um, what they do at home, and, and just purely the love that they provide. And I think it is important. And I think it's very important. And, you know, yeah, hey, sometimes you actually have to, again, cut off the TV, whatever, and talk about it and make sure you know they're appreciated. But I think... Okay, but a lot of guys don't do that. So how are we women supposed to deal with that? And you can't just go up to your husband or your boyfriend or whatever and say, hey, you know, you haven't told me that I look nice lately or you haven't said... Why not? Hey. I do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
seems like Tiffany has that women. now, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, a lot of people don't. Instead, instead a, lot of, a lot of women will stew over it and get mad, um, or their feelings will be hurt. So what should we do, I mean, when we've got a guy who isn't forthcoming with compliments, who's, you know, just grunting because he's just come out of the cave, <laughs> uh, what should we do? How should we handle that? And what, you know? without, you know, irritating them, keeping peace in the family and everything? Well, the first thing I think, uh, you kind of almost work in that reverse psychology way. And and that is by doing it more from myself, giving more in that end, it tends to come back. And I think, uh, and and I think sometimes people won't do it because they're not getting it. Mm -hmm. And I think instead of uh, banging the drum going, you know, I need this from you, work first from the idea is give, give, give to receive, okay? And uh, that's that goes back to one of my three things about marriage, uh, which may cover with you while, while you're in here. Thank is, you. Is, uh, uh, you know, it, it, people will tell you that marriage is give and take, and I told you on our first show, that's a lie. It's a big, bold place lie. Marriage or, or, or deep relationship is give and give. You can't expect to take anything from from anything. Now you can discuss your needs with someone, and a lot of times people don't have they they don't realize what other people's needs are. They're not in their life, so those discussions do have to be open and frank. Um, it's okay to say, "Hey, I need I need a boost from you," and all that. And a lot of people believe that that is given via their actions, that they are cheerleader via actions. And and what I'm here to say is, follow actions with words. I think that that uh, makes for a great relationship, and and obviously because in everyone's everyday life, they're so involved with their own life and what's in it for me. Well, the more you give and show what I think that tends to come back to you. So my my advice to my lady friends and, and speaking to their men in this case is give it first and hope it will follow back. And if it doesn't follow back, I think you. I think you. I think you. You sit down with you know. You if you need it. If it is a missing part of your life in any part of a relationship, if something is missing, we need to talk about it. We need to throw it out there. And and as simple as as that is, you're not asking for the world to that. And I think it is something you can sit down and talk about. So. And I agree with you 100 percent about the actions because my significant other always says to me, "Well, Tiffany, you should know that I think that." And, you know, and I, I think a lot of people believe that. And I think that, you know, the words early on come easier because we're, we're trying to make that relationships. And then, then they see the actions. And I think the actions are okay, but I think we need to express it. And I think, again, the more you express on your side, Tiffany, I think the word expressions will realize that he'll say, hey, wow, that was nice to hear, you know, and some of that will start coming back to you. And so I think that is something that you need to kind of keep an eye on and, and something I think that would help everyone. Um, Kate, does that get you there? No, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I mean, I think it's all great if people do it, but a lot of times they don't. But and then, then you know, it's then you got problems. But I've often wondered, why is that not acceptable? Why can't I just, why don't I just know that? I, I mean, I do know that. But why is that knowledge not enough? Why do we as women have to hear those things? Again, it kind of went into the brain issue that Kay and I covered a couple of the, the way the difference in the male and the female brain work. And the male, the female is dealing more with emotion and logic all at the same time, where men are more on the logic side. Okay, And as young men, 
you know, we're we're kind of pumped as we go up as the the caretaker, the breadwinner, and and all this through the psyche of, of how we grow up. And I think that's done more for men than it is for women. I think uh, the young boys are are kind of you know helped along more on the emotional side um, to create that kind of than necessarily women are. And I think that uh, that's something they they kind of over time you know can manifest into that that hey hey I'm showing it well and and I think it's okay to say I need something you know if you're in a relationship and you want to you need you need some positive say it it's okay to say it uh, my spouse has said it to me from time to time and and hey you know I listen when she says those kind of things because if she says it she needs it but I think a lot of men tend to take when you request things of them they take it as a personal attack. Tiffany, and, and you're right, and I think the key to that is if it's being given, then I don't think they'll see it as that personal attack. What do you, well, I don't get that. If it's if, being given. Otherwise, what I was saying is you give that, that if you're giving the cheerleader on this side, then that won't seem to be as much of an attack as it's coming back. And we're going we're gonna, to we'll delve into that question as we come back from our first break. Glad to have you with us on John Banks Show, bringing men out of the cave on the Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Bringing men out of the cave on Hear Women Talk on the Zeus Radio Network. Glad to be back. We're going to kind of finish something off. And, and actually, Tiffany, you said something in our discussion during our break that, that unfortunately our, our, our audience isn't privy to. You said we do do a lot of that in the positive feeding, the cheerleading of our spouse, but yet it hadn't seemed to, to come back. Is that the case? Um, oftentimes it does not. Okay. And you, you said it's because he says... You should know these things. You should already know. I shouldn't have to tell you. Well, the, 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 the thing about it is is that um, uh, we all have different lives and in, in going many different directions and, and, and their work life and all things may seem different uh, because you're only with each other so many hours of the day. You, everyone works so many hours, you sleep so many hours, you're only with each other. So I think it's okay to say, hey, you know, this is something that is important to me and especially we're going to be married for the rest of well, our life I'm in. Okay, so in a case like that, where someone does isn't forthcoming and the answer is well you should know these things why is it so hard for someone just to say those things if the response when tiffany or, or another woman asked that question well why aren't you why don't you tell me these things and the answer from the guy is well you should know these things then what's the big deal why doesn't he why is he holding back why is he withholding that affection you know, that comes to me, it seems like it's a withholding of affection, like I'm not going to give this to you. It's so easy to give. You did a good job. You look really pretty. That's a great outfit. You're looking hot, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't, I mean, what's so hard about telling somebody that? It's such an easy thing to do. Well, okay, I think you said it earlier when you're in a relationship a good while and these, these things, you know, they feel like he's doing, he feels like he's doing other things to let you know those things. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, and maybe physically or whatever, he's doing some other things. But I think it's I think it's fair to ask and say, as a part of our relationship, something I need to hear, and I need to hear it verbally. You know, my heart hears it as much as it feels it. Right. And um, that's something I need. And I think in a relationship, you know, there, there are things that are more important to my wife than they are to me, and she's had to teach me over time that this is an important thing to her, although I might not see it that way. 
we all have to kind of uh, meld. We want to be ourselves, but there are some things that you you work to improve your own relationship by by fulfilling needs of others, and and that that's something that I think you continue to have the discussion about. I don't think it's a deal breaker, you know, um, but I think it's something that you. Uh, I think it's okay to, to to keep a reminder of. And something that I should work on is, although he might be doing things to show me the way that he feels, just because they're not the same things that I would do, I'm not recognizing it. And I need to work on recognizing that he's doing these things to show me the things that I want to hear. The 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 greatest two words, phrases in a relationship and they're very simple thank you mm-hmm I'm sorry those two word phrases can go so far in and getting you along your relationship and, and especially when you recognize something and maybe that's something you need to do is when you do recognize that something you might point hey hey thanks thanks gosh you didn't have to you didn't have to say it then then I was able to recognize it but in that in the background you say hey occasionally I need some verbal you know, because there are so many things, we have so many things going on in life, you don't catch everything that's in your peripheral and everything they may not do and you, you don't concentrate on. And especially when you're with each other the time, all the time, like Kay says, you, you tend to take a lot of things for granted. But I, ex- I think I expect a lot of him just because we actually live quite far away from each other, so we don't see each other every day. Um, we may see each other twice a week. So I think I might expect more of him when he does see me just because the time that we do have together is so valuable. The, well, the, the other part of that for you is that uh, a lot of the communication you have is verbal. Mm-hmm. Therefore, uh, that's something you probably do need uh, because that's, you know, that's, uh, if it's only twice a week, then there's, you know, there's five other days of a week that, uh, you know, really most of the communication is verbal. Right. So, uh, please, I think you can bring that up, be fair, and uh, and hopefully that will improve as you go, and I think it, it may. It may. We'll, we'll lean on him to improve. You know, we had a really uh, spirited uh, discussion last week about a dating situation, and um, it was a lot of fun. As a matter of fact, got a lot of comments from listeners about that, and we're going to delve back into that subject because, um, let's face it, we left Ted and Wendy out there. Yeah, and I think we should give a recap for those people that are listening today that didn't less listen last week. Okay, can you take uh, that? Yeah, I'll take the, that, yes. yes. I fixed up two friends of mine um, thinking that they'd be perfect for one another, um, and I still think that they would be if Ted weren't such an idiot. The <laughs> 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 names have been changed up, obviously. But uh, my friend... Wendy, who we'll call her Wendy. Uh, here's what happened. Um, they, they, they communicated via email, and they didn't talk on the phone because neither one of them likes to talk on the phone. They sent pictures to each other so they knew which, uh, what each other looked like, and then they met at a restaurant. So Wendy gets to the restaurant, and she's sitting at the bar having a glass of wine, and this fellow walks in who looks like Ted, and he's, and he's over there at the door looking very timid and everything like a lost puppy dog. And, and so she's thinking, he looks right at her, but he doesn't come over to the bar. So then she waves to him, and then he waves to her, and then he comes over. But that left a bad impression right off the bat because he was so damn timid. I can say damn, it's Internet. <laughs> 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 and, and, uh, and then 
then they got they were he was so nervous th- throughout the whole date she had to carry the whole conversation and, and there was a lot of pressure on her and so she she was kind of excited about meeting him she thought he looked good in the pictures there was a lot of chemistry before it because i built him all up but then at the end she wasn't that interested in him in him anymore because you know he was just so shy and so scared to talk so um he he blew it. He bombed. And it's a shame because I still think they would be perfect together if they could have like 10 more dates and he could get over his shyness. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, do men need dating advice? Well, I think, I think uh, you know, as I thought about this week, I think everyone needs dating advice. You know, I, I think that dating is such an unsure science. I don't, I don't think, you know, there, there's no dating one-on-one. You know, people go to college and, and they learn how to become a doctor, a lawyer, a um, you know, they learn how to fix air conditioners. You know, they, they learn the process of doing things. Well, um, dating is kind of, uh, you're on your own. I think you know, there's books out there for dating. It's like parenting. You know, there's no, you know, there's no school for parenting, but there are books for parenting and there's yeah. books for dating. Well, I think so. <laughs> I, I, there are. There are, but it's up to that person to, to pick up that and, and have that fear. And, and, you know, one thing we talked about last week about dating, and I'm interesting to get your input on this, Nicole, I was T- saying Nicole, uh, no, <laughs> Tiffany, Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany. I'm not sure who Nicole is, but I'm sure she's out there somewhere. Hi, Nicole. T- T- Tiffany. Hi, Nicole. Nicole. Call us in. Nicole, Tiffany. She might know. be here in spirit form. Yeah. Yes, yes. Thank you, Nicole. Um, anyway, the uh, the the que- one of the things that I brought up and I, I had somebody bring this up to me was if you have a gentleman friend who, who's having a dating issue or it may not be the best, I was saying be brutally critical of him about things that may help him in dating. Mm-hmm. And Kate was saying she did not feel comfortable no. with that. Let me ask you, Tiffany, would, if you had a friend that you felt had a glaring issue that was holding him up from dating, would you be okay with talking to him about it? Sure. Of course. Interesting. I, I totally agree with you. I think that. So uh, let me just ask Tiffany if you had a friend that really blew it like Ted did. Mm-hmm. Would you just say, would you call him up and say, "Hey, Ted, I heard the day was a, was a disaster, and here's what you did wrong." Sure. You would do that unsolicited. You would just pick up the phone and call him and tell I him. I would. That? Yeah. What if? What if you have a friend who doesn't like that kind of you know unsolicited advice is never welcome. Well, so. anybody who's a friend of mine would not be surprised if I did that. <laughs> That's true. So anybody out there, if you want to know the truth, call Tiffany. That's right. <laughs> and befriend yeah. Tiffany. She'll tell you. And I don't know how well I take it from others, though. That's that's probably the problem. Well, I think I think uh, uh, I think uh, <laughs> the language and communication. The, the careful words are more of what I would use, and and maybe not say you blew it, you trashed it. You know, you might want to say. I understand to talk to your date that um, that you're very quiet and very, and I know you're shy, and I know once you get to meet people, um, but in this case, it really turned the date off and, and an opportunity here. And I think you can say it with kindness and sure. and respect and love, especially if someone you care about or you know. Then I think uh, I think it is something you can discuss. And as a guy, I would want to I'd want to have that. I'd want to have that. No, I I can't tell him that. He would <laughs> he would be he his feeling. I could even even I couldn't even say it in a nice way. I'd like to because he's he's blown a lot of dates. The truth of the matter is, I guess he's you know he's a good looking guy and he's got a you know he's intelligent and has a good job and he's single and you know owns his own house. <laughs> but doesn't he? Wouldn't he want to know? I guess if he wanted to know, maybe he'd ask me for my. I just don't. I I just don't think that people 
want unsolicited advice? Well, I think I understand that, but I think um, that bringing it back to the mail here, we're not that bright. <laughs> we don't see things that clearly, and we're not as easily offended. Uh, and I think that um, speaking with care and a reasoning why you're trying, you're, 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 you're trying to help him improve his life, um, you know, if you, if you knew somebody in a real estate situation and you knew they were doing, not doing well, I think, uh, you know, you would, you would in kind and care, uh, say, say something. I guess that's kind of the same way. So that, that's, that's where I go. But I, I, I like the idea. I, I think it would, would help a lot of guys in these situations. And we're going to further discuss the Ted and Wendy thing because I've got some information that I found out um, that I read and some neat stuff that I think may be interesting. But we're going to get that right after the break. Uh, glad to have you here on the John Banks Show. Bringing Man Out of the Cave with today... Tiffany and the ghost Nicole <laughs> and Kay Van Hoosen will be back in just a few minutes on the Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. Back and again, we're, we're delving into Ted and Wendy and uh, the idea that we want to um, cover something and, and we were discussing do do you say something to your man and and I'm being told very wisely I haven't given out the phone number in a while so let me do that again you can contact us we love to hear you about can you talk to a guy about a dating problem he may have can you talk with him you can you can reach us at 646 652 2071 again 646 652 2071 and I still want to know how you or your spouse's biggest cheerleader and how he can be that for you. Okay, your 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 Yeah, problems. I just want to say I will take a poll. If if I get enough you know, if enough people tell me I should go to Ted and, and tell him what's up. If enough people tell me that and chat in or call in and say you should tell Ted I'll do it, I'll and like I'll report it. next week what happened. I like it. I think. I but think I just don't think it would go over very well. I'd have to be very delicate. He's a very delicate flower. <laughs> well, I think. I think. I think that's how you have to handle it. I um, think it is. But I want to tell you that my friend Wendy, and of course these names have been changed. Sure. Uh, she, you know, Ted. Afterwards, um, after the date, you know, Ted sent her an email because they never talk on the phone to each other, and she said, "Well, you know, I just want to be friends. I don't want a relationship." Oh, here's the other thing that he blew. This is a big. This is a big no-no for anybody, not just whether you're shy or not. He told her that he wants a, he's looking for a serious relationship. Hell, they didn't even, they only had one little date. They hadn't even ever talked on the phone, and he's telling her he wants a serious relationship. That's going to scare anybody off. So guys need to, and girls, they all need to know, you just don't do that on the first date. Uh, you got to play your cards right and kind of lure them in, you know, like what? fishing. <laughs> and and uh, so that's another thing. So, so what my friend Wendy did was she said, uh, well, you know, I don't want a relationship, but I'll be friends with you, and we can go hang out together, and maybe I can give you, she said, maybe I can give you some tips on meet, meeting girls. So that's what, she, and so they're going to do that. Well, that, uh, that obviously goes. Uh, you and I put out something, should Wendy give Ted another chance, and I think uh, via Ted's response back to her, obviously it led her to say no. That uh, that wouldn't be the case, and I can I can understand that. Uh, chemistry was blown from the get go. He blew it. Uh, <laughs> you know the 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 funny thing is, you know, uh, this was something very interesting I read on not quite the same part about the subject. 
a lot of times we visualize somebody as the perfect one, even somebody we meet as being the the one. This this is the one I know. You know, it's not really the person is the one. It's the relationship is the one. You know, because the perfect person may not develop that it's that relationship that is the one. Don't let the one that got away be this guy who had had ABC features. It's the guy who, you know, who actually is is makes us feel something inside. Or or the girl in a man's case that makes him feel something inside. It's the relationship that is the one. It's not it's not the person. It's a it's a two way street and it goes both ways. And I think everyone should look at that that relationship as the one. And in the case of Ted and Wendy here um, the relationship was not going to go very well. Uh, Tiffany, let me ask you this, um, since you're recently engaged and uh, probably after um, someone who's been married 21 years like I have, don't have as much recent dating experience. Um, if a gentleman such as a Ted came into you and said, you know, sits down at the table and said, let me just say right off the bat, I am, I am very, very shy. I, I apologize. It takes me a little while. Would that be better than going through a, a, a whole date experience like that? And would you feel a little better about that? And a little, um, it may it may not be appealing to you. I understand, but at least when that started off a little easier, knowing that hey, I may have to talk a little more. At least, at least he's honest. Absolutely, I think honesty up front is always the way to go. Yeah, I, I really think that Ted, in that discussion, if you have that, if we vote it that way, which I am, I am, I will be leading the campaign for K. The K speaks to Ted campaign <laughs> right here. Campaign manager John Banks <laughs> right here, driving to the polls. We're going to vote. We're going to vote strong because that's what we got to do. And I, we have Miss Margarita tells us on her chat, honesty. I best. I agree totally. So are we yeah. going to put a little poll up on the website? Uh, okay. We're well, I think John is getting ready to start a group called Bringing Man Out of the Cave. I am going to start a group. So we'll, that will be a question you could post on your group, John. And if, if, we, if there are enough, and I don't know what enough would be, but, if, okay, if there's an overwhelming number of people that say, okay, you need to talk to Ted about this, then I'll do it. <laughs> do you really think he has no clue, though? He must I know. think he, you know, well, all of his friends are constantly saying to him, we don't understand. I mean, you're such a good catch. He really is a good catch. He's a good-looking guy. He, you know, he's like the quintessential what every woman would want in a man, mm -hmm. except that he's not the bad boy, mm -hmm. you know. But he's good-looking. He's got a good job. He makes money. Um, he's um, intelligent. He's, once you get to past the shyness, he's well-spoken, he's, and he's cute and fun. <laughs> John's <laughs> laughing about the bad boy thing. It's true. Women like that. In oh, the definitely. I think, <laughs> and I think that's where a lot of women get themselves into trouble. Right. But you know, he's he would be the perfect family man. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, I'm with a former bad boy, so that's why Je Jeff is exciting. Dustin's nodding. Dustin is Jeff's son, and Dustin, I think, I don't know. I didn't know Jeff before, but that's what excites, excites me about Jeff is I know that he used to be a bad boy. So now it's perfect because the <laughs> bad boy part is over. Well, now you're not you with the bad excitement. boy, so what, well, what is, no, how but does I that work? I yeah. don't know because it's just exciting knowing he was a bad boy. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. Okay, <laughs> Tiffany yeah. understands. John, Maybe we, we're trying to bring man out of the cage. Okay, yes. <laughs> and, and the bad boys are winning, so they um, they're out there and uh, firing away. I like it. Uh, the I, 
the, the whole subject of could you, you know, if, if someone came out to you and said, hey, you know, I, I'm really shy uh, when I first get to know people, uh, I think it would soften that relationship a little bit. And again, Kay, and you bring up, you brought up a couple of terms that about Ted that he, he's a catch, he's, he's this and he's that. And, and, and I know, obviously, a great guy tremendously, and, and you believe, and you know him, and, and that's true. He'd be a great, like if somebody wanted to have kids and a family, he'd be a wonderful father, a good provider. You know, he's, he's open-minded, he's not rigid. But doesn't... Maybe doesn't, rigid when he needs but, <laughs> but do, does, but do, doesn't he need to be someone to be able to fall in love with? Nobody's going to be able to fall in love with him if he never opens his mouth and says anything. Well, I, t- I, t- I, t- I totally agree with you, and and again, that's where the person as the one is not the thing. It's the relationship. It's the way the two interact. You know, it may have been that that Wendy being may may be uh, you know maybe a, a, a tremendously beautiful lady, which a lot of guys are tend to be taken back by. You know, and and. Uh, so, so the comfort level may not have been there for him to to come out of his shell, and uh, that that goes a little both ways. Now, is Wendy a very outgoing person? She's outgoing enough that she could keep the conversation going as well as she could okay. at dinner. You know, he he she would say, "Well, t- tell me, Ted, about this or that," asking open-ended questions, and he'd answer them, but he'd never say to her, "Hey, Wendy, how about this?" Oh, wow, that's cool. You know, he just didn't do any of that because he was too afraid to say anything. And some people are just that way. I mean. Some people are just quiet people, and they don't ask a lot of questions. And maybe part of the reason that he didn't ask questions is because he didn't want to pry into her well, I think life that, too much. Well, I think uh, possibly. I think in dating one hundred and one, uh, I think that uh, uh, men and women, uh, you know, people. The the funny thing is, um, in sales training, we learned that the most important thing to people is the need to be understood. Okay. And so to do that, we have to ask questions, you know. So be into the other person. I mean, talk talk about yourself uh, very little. Talk almost the speak when spoken to idea, mm-hmm. you know. Talk about yourself when, you, when you're asked to. Um, and the other part should be trying to get to know the other and really finding out about the other person, asking questions. Um, humor, I think, is always good. I think is good. Well, um, these are all great things, but you know, who's, you know, if Ted doesn't know these things, it doesn't do him any good. So, while during the break we were talking, we think we need there sh- should be a dating one-on-one class, and we think, you know, when I if if there's an overwhelming response, I'm going to not only talk to Ted about uh, what he needs to do differently, and or if he's going to ever have a relationship with a woman, <laughs> but also. Would he like to be our first student in our dating 101 class? That's a great idea. Maybe you should him. approach him with that first. We'll give him free. We'll give him free enrollment. Free enrollment, <laughs> a, a a bargain at any price. That's what I'm saying. I like that idea. I like that idea. But we're going to put that on the website. We're going to put that. I'm going to create a uh, group page. Is it? And uh, I will be doing that today while I'm here in the studio and uh, this afternoon. And we'll be taking care of that. So please come join it. Be a part of the group uh, of the John Banks Show, Bringing Man Out of the Cave. would love to hear that. And uh, we're going to find out if Kay can be voted. I also want to make a mention here that Ms. Margarita made a comment here. She said that could be both ways. Maybe he wasn't really into her. True. Uh, I- He'd be an idiot if he wasn't, because she's really hot. She's really cute. She's everything that he ever wanted in a woman. I know that for sure. 
So, mm. yeah, so Ms. Margarita, no. So, he just blew it. <laughs> so it, you know, it on both sides, uh, you know, I, I can tell you, and, and this would be an interesting question for you. I, I'm, big into, oh. I'm big into movies, and I am... Uh, I will reference a lot of films as we go about the show and talk about how you know a film affected me or something happened in a film that I believe in. Um, and we got a little over a minute before we go into a break. One of my favorite movies as far as relationships is Sleepless in Seattle. Yes, that was a great one. Yeah, so I love Tom Hanks and, and Meg Ryan, and I think the uh, classic line in that is when Tom Hanks is on the phone with the radio psychologist, um, and he said, "What? when did you know about your wife? And he said, there was that one moment, and then there was magic. Has there ever been magic with your engaged gentleman? Absolutely. Was it, is we it, want details. Is it, is it, was there that one moment? Oh, I... Can you, can you plot that one moment when you knew that was right? I knew right away. I knew the very first time that we interacted. That's I knew it. And, and that, 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 I think, is something people need to look into in their relationship, and we will discuss that a little more when we come back. We're about to go to break. Um, again, glad to have you here on the John Banks Show, Bring You Men Out of the Cave. For the Zeus Radio Network and HearWomenTalk.com. And hearwomentalk.com. We were kind of closing and talking, talking to Tiffany a little bit about our magic moment. And we come back and uh, we're going to propose that to our other host here. Kay, mm -hmm. was there a time, a moment in time when it was magic? I have to tell the story how I met Jeff. Okay. I bought him at an auction. <laughs> I went to a bachelor auction. It was a fundraiser for an animal project, and um, and I thought, oh no, you know, somebody. I th I went there with my friend who was really big into the animals, a guy, as a matter of fact. And he wouldn't put himself up for auction because he was too. He didn't want to be humiliated. He said, but he thought he might meet some hot babes there bidding on other guys. So I went with my friend. <laughs> and uh, while we were there, um, I said to this lady, "Have you got any older guys over here?" And she said, she pointed to Jeff and said, well, he's really nice, and his profile was hanging on the wall. So I went and looked at his profile on the wall, and one of the questions they ask is, what are you currently reading? And his answer was, Automotive Weekly. And I said, no way. <laughs> I'm not taking someone who reads Automotive Weekly. <laughs> so I went back to the desk, and I said, yeah, I didn't know anything about Jeff, but I, Automotive Weekly just didn't cut it, you know. He should have answered National Geographic or something. The so bad boy journal. Who <laughs> <laughs> she'd have been all over that no. one. She'd have paid big bucks. <laughs> I did pay big bucks. Anyway, so anyway, long story short, I won't bore you with the details, um, but it is a fun story if I ever have time to tell the whole story. Um, but anyway, Jeff, before the auction started, the bachelors were out mingling, and he actually came over and said hello to me, and he asked me if I was going to bid on anybody, and I said, well, maybe you. So he gave me some chips to bid on him with, and he was the last bachelor to go up for auction, and I won him. I had to pay a record amount. It was like two million bachelor bucks, but it was like about five hundred dollars real money. Woo! <laughs> but, so our first date, you know, I thought, oh, he's just, you know, somebody who reads Automotive Weekly. <laughs> but our first date was magical. Oh my gosh, he was just 
I'm in love. <laughs> I, I, I didn't expect that. He didn't expect it from me either because he's from Tennessee. And after the fact, he told me he didn't want to date a Yankee. And I'm from upstate New York. So, so I didn't want to date a car guy. And he didn't want to date a Yankee. But God knew what he was doing because he put us together. And it was magical. Our, we talked for four hours straight. And we had such a good time. And I just, oh, it's just, I'm still in love. Well, you know, the funny thing is that it almost, uh, that almost answers our thing of the perfect fit where truly the relationship is a perfect fit because if you two were to look at each other in two profiles, we wouldn't have picked each other. Wouldn't be the perfect fit, right? So don't you know? And I tell anybody in dating, and I've, I've told a lot of friends who unfortunately have been divorced and are, are really shy about going out dating again. Now, I'll, I'll say you know you got to keep your mind open, your your eyes open, your mind open. You never know when that odd odd relationship will step in front of you. And and again, don't judge types. Because you never know what what might be behind that, and you, you found that out, and mm -hmm. I'm sure he found that out, and oddly enough, it works. So, um, again, big big fan of um, Sleepless in Seattle, and I, I actually can measure the moment uh, that my wife and I have been dating um, probably a little over a month, and I had a very um, sad situation of a, a young friend of ours. We were actually in in high school or college at the time, and uh, a friend of mine unfortunately passed away, mm -hmm. and uh, we were. Uh, had come back from funeral and were, were actually in a furniture store. And um, I looked at her and, and we, you know, caught eyes and there was just this, I mean, just pow. And I just said, you know, this is something I've never felt before. And, um, and it was my magic moment and it's the moment that I knew. That's right, and uh, somehow nearly 27 years later it's, it's working out. So, and I'm very blessed to have her. So, Look for those moments in life. They come around very, 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 very seldom. And it's true, John, not just in romance, but everything in life, you know, because we'll be looking for something. We want something to be a certain way, and we'll be handed something else, and you just have to kind of walk through those doors to find new opportunities, not just in romance, but everything in well, life. Okay, amazingly, uh, how I'm sitting here in front of you. Exactly. It is a, is a very odd, <laughs> odd way to get here, but uh, has ended up being a, a we wonderful We bought them at auction. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, K buys what she wants. We found that out when it's when money it's talks. When it's wanted, K buys it. So, um, do you think we should have a, a dating? Um, uh, uh, do you I, think we should give dating lessons on here, Woman Talk? Uh, I think we should have dating discussion, and and if we wanna if we wanna hold it hold it as the dating the dating, I think it's a great idea. Or, I think it's a great or, or idea maybe just relationship. To. I mean, like. Um, well, I think uh, I think I think we kind of cover relationships in this show and my show and some other shows on the network. And by uh, if you haven't looked at our lineup, there's a lot of great shows, and we appreciate you listening to our show. But please, please look at a lot of the other shows that are fantastic in our in our lineup. And I think we cover those kind of things. But I think a dating show specifically, I think, would be very interesting. And I think we could uh, do that and be told you I'll be glad to moderate and and host that if yeah. we want to put that together and, okay. and Kay and I are talking about it I'm going to bring up something I try to bring a story of the week and I got to tell you this this may either flop or bring up quite a bit of debate and uh, knowing Kay and I there's generally debate about uh, everything from sky color to whatever may be <laughs> and I'm always on. right yes I'm well, always right <laughs> She owns the network, so that's uh, that's why I always believe she's right. Uh, this is this is a really funny thing that is that you hear far and wide in men-women relationships and, and things. 
and, I, and I'm going to throw this out there because I heard something from a very interesting source, and I'm not going to bring up who the source is, but a book I'm reading um, by a well-known female doctor who said um, something very interesting. The toilet seat argument. Mm-hmm. The leaving up of the toilet seat. Mm-hmm. A problem with many females. Many, many, many females have heard this, and I understand, I understand completely many arguments for and about and this and that. Well, I found it very interesting, and my, believe me, my wife is, you know, the two or three times I make that mistake, maybe a year, I hear it all two or three times and hear it very clearly. But I was, I was really interested to hear the doctor basically say, who's a female, who her point, her statement was, ladies, get over. You know, I'm going to comment about that. First of all, why are we protecting Dr. Laura? That's her book, and I can't stand that woman. And if she's hearing, listening to me now, that's fine, because she says a lot of things that I don't agree with. Uh, and so and why can't the guy just put the seat down? You're not a woman. Have you ever sat down on a toilet and fallen in? Uh, it's awful. In the middle of the night when you stumble <laughs> in the bathroom, crash. <laughs> Plus, you've got to look at that awful, nasty toilet, too. Well, let's... Okay, so... Her point was that she has heard so many people make Fine. such a huge well. issue. And, and let, me, let me bring it back to what she said. She said, do you realize that 80% of the time when a men go into the restroom, they have to lift it up? So when women expect it to be prepared for them, why wouldn't men say, why don't you lift the seat up and have it prepared for me when I walk in? I don't have an answer. I just think that the, the lid should be down. I <laughs> see it's so much easier for men to go anyway, so they already have an uh, something over us because it's just a lot easier for a man. I, I, ha- I have I have no argument, and I agree with that. Oh, Miss Margarita says because it's a toilet and they have seats. That's a good one. Thank I you. I like that. Thank yeah. you, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, and, and Crystal says the lid should be closed before flushing, and she's right. Because of bacteria and germs coming out when you flush, the water sprays out all over the place. So, John, forget it. Dr. Laura doesn't know what she's talking about. (laughs) And she's been on the show, and so there. I I agree with our next next person, our next chatter. Fonda says it it pretty clearly. Life is too short. Pick your battles wisely. And that's true, Fonda. I agree with that. And and I have no problem with um, (laughs) me being told, you know, but if it happens three times a year... Uh, you might mention it to me once, but let the other two times go. Uh, I think that that's kind of the yeah. point that she was making, and I, I'm, I'm not protecting Darla Lock. I'm just saying she she was protecting. She said there there are too many of the small things get harped on, and uh, and I'm a big believer in don't sweat the small stuff. I, I agree. I agree. So so okay. So we all agree that the toilet seat isn't that important. Although Crystal makes a good point that you know when you flush the toilet, remember your toothbrush lives in that room too. So Crystal's place must be really clean. <laughs> I know. I want to go to her house. <laughs> but, but and, and Fonda's right. Mama LaFonda, she's right about, <laughs> you know, that pick your battles wisely. It's a small thing. But, but, but then I also have to say, why? what's the big deal about closing the, the, the lid? See, now I have to say that I tend to be very messy with water, whether it's when I'm washing my hands or... When I get out of the shower, I'm one that whips the curtain open and water goes everywhere. Drives my significant other nuts. So I really try to, you know, work on getting that water up with the towel and everything. But sometimes I forget. And he's so good. He never gives me a hard time. He just goes behind me and cleans it up. And I really, really appreciate the fact that he does not 
get all over me about that. And Tiffany, I think that that's really where this is. And this discussion is not truly about the toilet seat. It's truly about let the little stuff go. You know, give your spouse a break. They, they may, you may have to get to work in five minutes and they're flinging because you only have so much time. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's the way these kind of things happen. Just so. reading this note from Ms. Margarita, she says they are not urinals. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're, we're, the reason for bringing up the story of the week in this case was, again, to what I would, would say to everyone, don't sweat the small stuff. Very good advice. You know, uh, let, let, the, let the little things go. Do we, do we have to pick up uh, the towel after someone? Yeah, we do. And uh, that, that happens, but uh, don't, don't sweat the small stuff. Uh, enjoy the relationship. And, you know, if we, if we don't get aggravated, and by gosh, just pick up the towel. Right. Then no one lives through any aggravation. And now when it becomes habitual, I think we discuss it and we work on it and we try to get better. But what I would say is, hey, don't sweat the small stuff. Pick up the towel this time. Do do whatever. Because there are a lot of things that have been done by the other spouse. Again, you don't even know. You don't even see things they do mm-hmm. that um, make all that happen. So I say, if we're going to have a fight, by gosh, let's make it worthwhile. That's it. That's what we always do, Jeff and I. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a it's been a wonderful day here on uh, the John Bank Show, bringing man out of the cave. I apologize for being a little uh, drowsy as I come in from vacation, and when I leave this door, I'll be going back out onto vacation. Wow! And uh, I know, and seeing so my, rub it in. My, my, <laughs> my people here. Although I'm going to do some work with Kay and, and setting up the group and all that. Um, look for that on the hearwomenstalk.com website. We're going to have a group. Join the social network. There's a lot of folks out there like yourself who who can, you can communicate, have a lot of fun with, and our goal is to have the largest social network on the Internet and to really deal with women's issues and relationship issues and, heck, just the fun of life. So thanks for listening to us today. This is John Banks uh, with... The John Banks Show, Bring a Man Out of the Cave. Thanks, Kay Van Hoosen. Thanks, Tiffany, for joining us. And Nicole, where you <laughs> might be able to hang around the room. Uh, we look forward to seeing you next week from 2 to 3 on Monday, 11 to 12, is it, p.m., uh, Western? 11 to 12, whatever those, time. Whatever those coastal people. Anytime you want to listen to us, we're happy because you can listen to us or via li- archives. We've got a listener in England, too. Wonderful. We love, we love that. So thank you so much again. We look forward to seeing, talking to you next week for the John Banks Show on the Zeus Radio Network and hearwomentalk.com.